Welcome to Refocus. I'm your host, Trevor Wilson. This is a podcast of Sunday school lessons that I've taught, some sermons that I have preached. Uh, I have various guests at different times. Uh, Basically, the, the whole idea is to just kind of refocus back on the Word of God, going back to those Bible stories, studying the scriptures. Let's just, just kind of get out of ourselves, out of our own thinking, and go back to the Word of God and see what He has to say. I love those old Sunday school lessons when we were kids. We seem to have gotten away from some of those, just the bare bones bottom of what the Word of God, the meat and potatoes, if you will. So I hope you enjoy it and pass along and share. Now, let's get to the lesson. Hello again, Steve Wilson back with you here, continuing our study through the book of Matthew. We are in chapter 24. We have worked our way up through verse 15. Um, This is a chapter that has to do with uh, uh, the end times and all the events that might occur there. You might remember, as we talked earlier, the apostles, uh, Jesus had talked about uh, some of the things that were going to happen, and the apostles had asked him, well, you know, when are these going to occur? When is this going to happen? And what are some of the signs that we might see so we know when this is about to take place? And so Jesus responds to them and begins talking about the things that will occur as we approach the end times. Um, now, you know, this is the, the thing to remember here, and I've mentioned this before, I think, but these apostles we're not going to see this occur, at least not in our earthly life anyway. This was stuff, I mean, we're 2,000 years down the road here. So obviously these guys were not still going to be alive. So Jesus was not trying so much to establish a particular timeline here. And as I also said before, he talks about some things that occur during the tribulation and some things that occur at the second coming, and that's so it gets kind of mixed together. But he's not trying to, to differentiate those periods of time here. Um, and that's done in Revelation, Daniel, and some other places. And, and in fact, you know, some of these apostles, you know, some people try to equate this, the occurrence here, to, um, you know, when. The temple was destroyed in in uh, 70 A.D., which was roughly 40 years after this period of time, you know, after this address. Um, but you know, and, and there were some things that were similar that occurred during that you know at, at that 70 A.D. time time frame. But um, we're well past that, obviously. So clearly, that was not the return of Christ. Um, and uh, he clearly he is talking about the return of Christ. He's not talking about just the destruction of the temple and the uh, 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 conquering of Jerusalem and so on. Not a physical thing. He was talking about this, the return of Christ, a spiritual thing. And we'll we'll see some of that as we continue to go through this. And so also bear in mind, not only are we you know two thousand years further along in time, but John, who would have been around during this address, later 
when he was cast out on the Isle of Patmos, then wrote the book of Revelation. So, and, and gave us a better timeline for some of these occurrences. And, you know, God revealed to him some things that were more in sequence. Um, so that was where he was dealing with that segment of the end times. Here he's just talking about events that are that occurred. You know, back like in Genesis when he talked about creation, he just says he created the heavens and the earth and that just covered everything. And then he goes back and, the, you know, after that a couple times and, and begins to iterate the timeline and, and you know, the order of, event, of events and that sort of thing. So don't get too hung up on the, the, the timing of these things that are said here. Just bear in mind that he's just trying to share with them, look, this, these are the things that are going to happen. You're not going to see them. Well, I guess they do from, from a heavenly perspective, obviously, but you're not going to be here when these things occur, so it's not important for you to understand the sequence of events. But he does go ahead and start talking about some of those things simply so that they can share the message that he is going to return someday. And, you know, you know, even now today, I mean, that's used as an evangelistic tool. The whole point is to bring people to Christ. And we're in, we're in the book of Matthew, and that's the theme of the four Gospels, is to reveal Christ, um, not only in his earthly coming, but in his uh, in the rapture and in his second coming and all the things that Christ did. So the people can understand that there is a true God that they need to turn to. So anyway, that's kind of where we're at. Uh, we are down in uh, chapter, I mean, uh, verse 16. We just mentioned in verse 15 where he says, The abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet will stand in the holy place. Um, so, you know, this, this is going to occur. It's not the event that happened in 70 A.D. It's the event that's going to happen when Christ returns. And he says in verse 16, he begins to talk about the um, situation during those, de those days, during that time. That's when, you know, when Christ comes back in the rapture, then the seven-year tribulation occurs. Um, and then he talks about the way things are going to be during that seven years of tribulation. Um, Verse 16, he says, Then let them which be in, in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. So he's talking about the swiftness and the urgency of this, uh, 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 of this occasion. This is a period of time, remember, that the first three and a half years of the tribulation, the Antichrist is going to um, make a treaty with, uh, with the Jews, and they kind of live in peace, and then he turns on them. So after three and a half years, when you know he's gained their trust, uh, he's kind of setting them up. In reality, I, you know, I'm, I'm not of the belief that he just changes his mind. I think all along this is his plan. And he's kind of setting them up because, you know, when that occurs, people are going to be flocking back to their homeland and all this kind of thing. So he's kind of putting them all in one place so he has easy access to them. Um, this is a time when the 144,000 Jews will be evangelizing. 
Um, so there's a lot of freedom that occurs and a lot of trust that's been building up. Um, and, and, and that's why he mentions three different times, and we haven't gotten to the third time yet. Hopefully we will in this segment. But, um, you know, when the false prophets are going about preaching and saying they're Christ, well, a lot of people are looking at the Antichrist and saying that's, that's the return of Christ. He's Jesus. He's the Son of God. So there's a lot of deception, of course, that's occurring here. So then when he turns on them after three and a half years, uh, it's going to be so swift and so sudden, there's, there's little or no time for people to make their escape because, you know, this is going to be a physical persecution that's going to occur, kind of like, you know, when the Jews were, uh, when the Germans uh, turned on the Jews in, in Germany during World War II and, you know, sent them off to the gas chambers and so on. So, you know, that's kind of what he's referring to. And he's saying, you, you, you're not going to have time to even go back and, 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 and grab your valuables. Um, he says in verse 19, And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. You know, that's going to make it a whole lot more difficult for people in that situation, in addition to the fact that you're not even going to be able to get treatment for medical issues and that sort of thing. Um, you know, unless you have the mark of the beast. He says, but pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day, because the, many of those old traditions will be reestablished and things will be unavailable. Uh, they'll be uh, observing Sabbath rules and that sort of thing like they used to. Um, verse 21, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Uh, and except those days should be shortened, there should be no flesh saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. I mean, people are going to be living off the grid. You know, they've got no resource. They've got no place to turn to. Certainly the world is, is against them. Um, and so if you're in need of, of anything, uh, it's going to be very difficult or impossible to come by. So he's just describing some things that can occur during that period of time to um, express the severity of the situation. It's not going to be pleasant. And of course, this is a message that we preach today that people need to know Christ so that you're not here to be involved in, in these events. And that's even all the way back, you know, at this time when he's addressing the apostles here. It's still just as urgent, I mean, because people's, you know, you have to make this decision before you die. So um, it's just it's just a message that people need to hear that it's just a precursor of hell. You know, there's going to come a time here on this earth when it's not going to be pleasant. And um, you don't want to be a part of that. You, you want to be taken away in the rapture with Christ. And so, as I said before, we're, we're approaching this third time when he talks about false prophets in verses 23 through 28. Um, he says, Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. Because they're, they're going to, you know, when all this terrible stuff begins to happen, now, you know, so many people have been looking to, to the Antichrist. Well, now they've, he it exposes himself. They see him for who he really is. So now they're looking for Christ again. 
Um, and, and it says in verse 24, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, if it were possible, he's not saying it is, but he says they will be so convincing that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect, that even the saved may be fooled to some degree. You're not going to lose your salvation if, you know, if you're saved during this period of time. Um, but it's going to be hard to deny some of the claims and probably even some of the uh, actions um, taken by some of the people that are claiming to be false crises. And I mentioned this is the third time just in this passage in chapter 24 where he talks about false Christ coming. And so three always has that, you know, the number three has that impact, you know, that, that you know, that, you know that's, just, that's the sign of the Trinity, the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. Uh, and, you know, God created so many things in threes that use the number three just to show divinity. And so they're going to be doing things. They're very convincing. It's going to fool people. Um, there shall arise false Christ. Oh, we, read, we read that. Behold, I have told you, verse 25, Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they say unto you, Behold, he's in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers. Believe it not. And he says, then he says, here's the true sign. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. You know, he's talking about when Christ comes back. He's coming from the east. Um, and they're gonna, you can, you're going to be able to look back and see that Christ has, has come. Uh, verse 48, he says, For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. So here's the picture. Um, first of all, we talk about coming from the east. You know, that's you hear people talking about he's going to split the eastern sky. That's where they get this from. Many of the graveyards um, face their dead toward the, the heads toward the east because they believe that if he's going to rise people from the grave, that's what is necessary for that to occur. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are, are aware of this, the fact that Christ is coming from the east, so that's a true sign. It's coming from the sky. These false prophets obviously will not have the ability to do that. But in 28, he says, uh, he says, for wheresoever the carcass is, there were, where there will the eagles be gathered together. You know, you see birds when there's prey. Um, they flock towards it, you know, when they, they find food. You know, I don't know how they communicate or how it happens, if they just spot it or whatever happens, but you always see a, a flock of birds, of, you know, and here are the eagles, it's saying the eagles uh, be gathered together, you know, the, when, when, when the enemy senses weakness or senses prey, um, they're going to go after it. They're going to flock together to prey on the victims. Um, and that's, that's what's going to occur here. There's going to be so many people that are going to be fooled that they're going to be turning to these false Christs and false prophets and so on. And, and so that's going to increase those who are making those claims. They're looking to profit off of the victims. 
we see that a lot today, you know, with all these televangelists and, and all the craziness that goes on and a number of people that seem to flock toward that sort of stuff. Folks, don't be gullible. Don't, don't be fooled that there's only one God, there's only one Jesus Christ, there's only one Holy Spirit, they're part of the Trinity. Don't listen to all these crazy people that, that you know, he, he came, was born in a Bethlehem manger, died on the cross for you and I, he rose from the grave, and he's coming again. That's the true Christ you need to look to. Trust in him, put your faith in him, and, um, and, and become a child of God. We're going to pick up in verse 29 when we come back. Thanks for listening, and God bless.